It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. History says Tyler Larson and Abdullah Anderson won't be the only practice squad players to land on the active roster this season. I'll tell you four more names to watch that and more on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into this episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to become a Locked On Commanders insider, you can text me directly your questions, your comments, your thoughts, your worries, your celebrations, just by going to jointsubtext.com slash Locked on Commanders, where you can talk to me, your host, David Harrison, on Twitter at dharrison82, credential member of the media, covering your Washington Commanders for CommanderCountry.com, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. I'm here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers who come through every time we drop an episode and everydayers, you already know I appreciate you. On today's episode of Locked on Commanders, I'm going to give you my grades for every position group in the NFC East Division, and then we're going to stack them up, stack them out, and see who comes out ahead of the class at the end of the day. There is a little bit of a surprise involved in the stacking of the GPAs. Uh, It surprised me, honestly, but I left it the way that it is because that's the only way to do this authentic. I didn't want to uh, shift things around to make them maybe a little bit more reasonable or believable to certain people. We'll see what you guys think about them. But first, with the developing rules involving the practice squad and how players can get called up, get sent down, It's almost an assumed thing that players who don't make the active roster immediately will be on it, either as a game day call up or as a fully signed active player later on down the road. And case in point, we didn't even get to the first full season or full week of the regular season and center Tyler Larson and defensive tackle Abdullah Anderson, who started last week on the practice squad, got put on the active roster, signed from the practice squad, signed to the active roster following defensive lineman Fedarian Mathis and F.A. Obata both landing on the injured reserve. Now, Coach Ron Rivera says that that both of those guys are short-term IR, which means they should be back maybe after four weeks, maybe after five weeks, but essentially at some point shortly after their mandatory four games uh, that they miss on the short-term IR, 
are up, ideally or theoretically anyway, they'll be back and perhaps Abdul Anderson, perhaps Tyler Larson. Either way, two other people will be sent back down to the practice squad at that time. I think that it's likely, though, that we will see more than a few more players called up this season just because of the way the new rules facilitate that. So I have four names here for you that I'm going to give that I think could end up on the active roster at some point, actually specifically early on in the season, maybe even in the next four weeks, depending on how things pan out. And the first guy that I see coming from the practice squad, getting onto the active roster is actually a little bit of a wild card. And it is wide receiver Casimir Allen. If the team runs into some receiver injuries, like, I don't know, Terry McLaurin, who might miss week one with turf toe, uh, then the commanders could choose to spend one of those practice squad call-ups on the undrafted rookie, Casimir Allen, give him some reps as a, as a punt returner, give him some reps on the field as they see fit, uh, especially as a simple fair catcher. Listen, earlier in, in the offseason program, right after the, man, the mandatory minicamp, talked to, to special teams coordinator Nate Katzer, and he said that you know the team is very well aware of, of Casimir Allen's potential as a, as a punt returner, the potential he brings for the explosiveness in the punt return game, but that the first thing foremost, he had to basically nail the technique and the consistency on simply fielding the punt because simply fielding the punt really isn't all that simple when it's when it all boils down to it. And the final preseason week, we saw him muff a punt against Cincinnati Bengals and coach told cold people, Kaz confirmed it, that he basically took his eyes off the ball for a second, trying to see what was coming ahead of him. And you can't really do that. You know, I mean, the process of fielding the punt is you essentially see the ball come off the punter's foot, find the trajectory, take a look uh, or get in position based on the trajectory to field the punt. Take a look at the defense to see if you think you have an opening and boom, you got to decide right then and there. Am I returning this or am I fair catching it? If you're fair catching it, you throw the hand up, you make the catch. If you're returning it, you focus on the ball, you bring it in, you start your return. What Kaz tried to do is, okay, I'm going to return it before the ball gets here. Let me look real quick again to make sure I want to return it. Then I'll go and catch the ball. By the time that his, his head was back up, the ball was on him uh, and the punt was muffed. And it, it really as simple as that sounds, it's it's as quick as that that uh, that, that happened. Now, bringing Kaz Allen up to the active roster, you're going up against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I think a lot of expectations are going to be that you're going to beat this team and, and potentially you're going to beat this team uh, kind of going away. And, you know, that's okay for media to say. It's okay for fans to say uh, as long as the team doesn't fall in love too much with their odds here in week one. But Kaz, this is almost kind of a perfect opportunity, right? You bring him back in, you bring him up to the active roster, you call him up from the practice squad, especially if Terry is out. You know what I mean? You go forward. You're probably not going to give him many, if any, receiver reps. But you do if, let's say, you have a two-score lead late in the game, something like that. Maybe don't let him return it, but you go out there and say, look, dude, just focus on the fundamentals. You are going to fair catch this ball. I don't care what the defense looks like. Just go out there, regular season game, real-life standards, real-life expectations and field that punt cleanly because that's something that Dax Milne already does. And if he's going to get better, Kaz, anyway, uh, as a punt returner, that's the first thing he's got to nail is becoming a consistent punt return. Specialist in fielding the punt is, is step number one. So, look, conservative teams are going to simply have anybody go out there, Dax Milne go out there, fair catch the ball, we have a lead, let's protect the lead, uh, let's play from ahead and all that stuff, no giveaway momentum. I'm a little bit more of a risk taker sometimes. Uh, I think that's an, it's an opportunity potentially uh, to put Kaz Allen out on the field and, you know, uh, see what he can do or give him some some live reps uh, to get better in his punt fielding uh, technique. I mean, honestly, between now and next preseason, he's not going to get another chance at live reps. So give him to him uh, while you have the excuse to do so. And if Terry can't play, if he's inactive, you bring up Kaz Allen, you make him active and, and there you go. Uh, so that's one player again, a little bit more of a wild card. This one, I think, is a little bit more likely to happen because the running the, the Washington Commanders only have three active running backs on their roster. And that is running back Derek Gore. 
the veteran who has experience there, be enemy back from Kansas City, brought onto the roster in training camp. Uh, Jared Patterson is gone. Jonathan Williams is gone. Doesn't mean that they'll stay gone, but for right now, they're gone. And they only have three backs on the active roster. Uh, Brian Robinson Jr., Antonio Gibson, and Chris Rodriguez Jr. So if one of those guys goes down to injury, knock on wood, it doesn't happen. But if it does, the only guys they have to turn to right now are Derek Gore and Alex Arma, both on the practice squad. Alex Arma, more of a fullback slash tight end, small tight end type guy. Derek Gore is a dynamic running back. You saw him rip off some good plays, uh, some good runs during the preseason. We saw him do it during practice. So I think Derek Gore is the guy you turn to first if you need a running back to elevate to the active roster. Uh, last had active games in the 2021 NFL season, 11 games he was active for uh, back with Kansas City. The next guy on my list, maybe a little bit more likely to make it because Coach Rivera has already kind of talked about him. That's defensive tackle Benning Potai. This one, again, coming straight from Coach Ron Rivera's mouth, who said that Benning, along with Abdul Anderson, who is on the active roster now, might need to pick up some more slack because of injuries to guys like Federia Mathis and F.A. Obata. So from the coach's mouth to my script to this episode, uh, look, Jonathan Allen is dealing with plantar fasciitis already. Uh, Deron Payne, you know, is, is looking pretty good. Federia Mathis is on the short-term IR. Jordan Ridgeway entered training camp with an injury. Abdullah Anderson is a veteran, but kind of unproven on this team alone. So you can see him be a week one call-up. Benning Potai, that is, be a week one call-up and, and maybe get in the mix there if Jonathan Allen can't go, which... For right now, I mean, look, that's that's a far-fetched type of deal right now. It looks like John Allen uh, should be more than ready to go. And I think with John Duran, John Ridgeway, uh, and Abdul Anderson with those four D tackles, I think you feel good with what you have. You probably don't activate Benning. But just in case, and further on down the line, look, if someone goes down, whether it's Benning or not Benning, whether it's Abdullah, whether it's John, uh, I think Benning is the next guy in uh, for the Washington Commanders in the middle of that defensive line. Two games active for Washington in 2022. And then finally, we can't ignore the trenches on the other side, right? Offensive tackle, Alex Akinbulu. I think he's probably the likely first offensive lineman off the practice squad onto the to the, to the the active roster. I think Nolan Laufenberg, if you were to put guys in pecking order, I think Nolan Laufenberg is a step ahead of Alex Akinbulu. But when you look at the active roster depth, they've already kind of secured the interior offensive line, right? You've got backup Ricky Stromberg who can play guard and he can play center. Tyler Larson is now on the active roster. He can play center. And I mean, in a pinch, you probably shift him over to guard if you absolutely had to. But what about tackle? Well, you've got two starting tackles, two backup tackles. So if one of those tackles goes down, Alex Akinbulu is probably the guy that's coming up at that point in time. He was active week 18 against the Dallas Cowboys last year, but did not get in the game. So those are the guys that I think could make it on from the practice squad to the active roster. But how does this whole practice squad thing really work? I'll break it down for you coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Commanders brought to you by Underdog. Football season kicks off this Thursday. Can't wait to get that started. Detroit, Kansas City. What a good game, man. I got Jameer Gibbs on my Money League fantasy roster. So I'm hoping he gives me uh, some production there. There's no better way to get in on the action than with underdog fantasy and their pick them game, which I got in on as well myself. Just pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually spend kickoff night doing, watching football. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money and it's legal in over 30 states. And it's a ton of fun. If you want to build your dream team today, Head over to their easy-to-use mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with promo code LOCKEDON, not only will Underdog double your first deposit of up to $100, but they also have a Pick'em special live now in their Pick'em lobby. Patrick Mahomes just has to get one yard for your pick to be correct. Remember, that's Underdog Fantasy. Sign up with promo code LOCKEDON. 
Use the link in the description or scan the QR code if you're watching us on YouTube. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire you need indeed continuing on today's episode of locked on commanders thanks again for being locked on commanders first listen today and every day every day is come back tomorrow i'll be back out at ashburn we got a press conference with ron rivera and then we kick off practices on wednesday i'd like to get our mailbag episode back up and running actually so if you have questions that you want answered in a mailbag episode Drop them in the YouTube comments, email them to lockedoncommanders@gmail.com, or become a Locked On Commanders insider at jointsubtext.com slash lockedoncommanders and text them directly to me. Get priority for your questions on that mailbag episode. So again, I'll be reaching out to my insiders here when I get done recording this one, uh, asking for questions, but I look forward to any and all questions that Commanders fans you have out there because you guys always bring really good questions. So we talked about four guys that, that I think will likely end up on the active roster at some point this season, maybe even early this season from the practice squad. But let's talk about how the practice squad really works for, for anybody uh, who doesn't necessarily know all the ins and outs and uh, of, of this whole thing. So currently NFL practice squads can hold up to 16 players and those players fall in one of three categories. So there are standard practice squad players. Those are rookies or players who are in their first year of service to the NFL, meaning they haven't accrued a full season. So you accrue a full season by playing four games on the active roster or having no more than nine games on the game day roster, or having more than nine games on the game day active roster. So if you don't meet that four games on the active roster or nine games on the game day active roster, then you haven't accrued a full year of play in the NFL. And so you are still considered in your first year. So that's one way. The next category is exception players. If you have two accrued seasons or less, then you can be on the practice squad, but no more than 10 of you can be on one NFL practice squad. Then there are veterans who are players with more than two years accrued, but no more than six veterans can be on one practice squad and no more than 10 total can come from the exception list and the veteran list of players, which means at least six of your practice squad players have to be rookies or first year players. Uh, for example, Alex Alcambulu, we just talked about him. He is not a rookie, but he is a first year player because he does not have a full year of NFL time accrued as of right now. So he's one of those uh, he's a standard player, but this is his second year on the practice squad for the Washington Commanders after he had time with the USFL. Uh, Non-veteran practice squad players earn around $12,000 a week, uh, which is not bad for anybody. Veterans on the practice squad earn anywhere from $15,000 to $19,000 per week, depending on contract negotiations. Practice squad players can be signed to the active roster like Larson and Abdullah Anderson were, or they be elevated on game day to add to the 46-man game day roster, uh, which would result in nine full-time active roster members being inactive for the game uh, while remaining on the active roster. So again, teams have 53-man active rosters. Only 46 players can be active on game day, but you can call up uh, two guys from the practice squad every week. And so that gives you basically a pool of 55 players that you can actually choose from to have active on your 46 game day roster. Players uh, can be called up on game day up to three times during the season. On the fourth time, they have to be signed to the active roster. Then if a team wants to put an active roster player on the practice squad, they have to waive him or release him. 
And only once the player clears waivers can they go back to the practice squad if they have less than four accrued seasons. So if you have a player with less than four years of, of NFL time, they have to be waived. They go through the waiver process um, and all that stuff. If a team claims them, they go. If a team doesn't claim them, then you can put them back in your practice squad. If they have more than four years accrued, then they just get released and they're free to negotiate, talk to whoever they want, uh, and they can come back if they choose to. So that's our look at the practice squad. Uh, and that's really kind of our deep dive finish of the Washington Commanders active roster and now the practice squad. But now let's get into grading this roster and let's get into grading it compared to the rest of the NFC East. And uh, here's the thing about let's, let's put this in perspective a little bit, right? Right now, we're just grading the rough draft of these rosters, right? This is like the very beginning of the roster project. So the final grade is due in January. And, a lot, and to a lot of it, you're going to be able to grade it along with me. But here's how I view each of these NFC East division rosters as it sits right here. And maybe I'm a little bit more of a difficult grader than some. Maybe I'm a little pickier of a grader uh, than some. And, and you can let me know certainly where you think I'm going wrong on my grading. So let's start with the most important position on the field, the quarterbacks, right? For the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, I'm giving them an A. I think he's deserved an A so far. Uh, and I think that that's, that's uh, nobody's going to like it necessarily watching this show, but I think that he certainly deserves it. Uh, Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott, I'm giving you a B. Look, I don't think that you're a guy who's going to carry the team to victory, but I also don't think you're a guy who's going to necessarily carry them to a loss. It doesn't mean you don't make mistakes, but I think you can win with Dak Prescott. You just can't win because of Dak Prescott. Giants quarterback Daniel Jones, look, I'm giving this, this a B as well. Personally, I like personally, Daniel Jones, I would give like a D, but the coaches have made this a B as far as I'm concerned. So because of the way the coaches in New York work with him, I kind of give it a B. And again, that might be a point where, where we disagree. Commander Sam Howell, I'm giving you a C right now because there's potential, but it's not very proven. And so for me, you're going to see this throughout these grades. If there's potential, but it's not yet proven, you're pretty much getting a C uh, in my book here in the beginning of this grading process. Again, we're in the very beginning of this project, so... Uh, it's a little bit easier to be a little bit looser with these grades, but I'm giving a C to anybody who's unproven. Running backs, Eagles, I'm going to B for the for the Philadelphia Eagles running back room. DeAndre Swift has played 16 games or started 16 games in the past three years. That's not a lot. Ken Gainwell has less than 30% of the offensive snaps every year of his career. And Rashad Penny has injury concerns. All three of those guys, certainly talented, but a lot of question marks. So I'm going with a B there. Cowboys, I'm going with a C. Tony Pollard is proven, but he's coming off a leg injury. Nothing is proven behind him. So again, like I said, if nothing is proven, then we're going with a C. So the Cowboys get a C coming into the season. The Giants, I'm going with a B. Saquon Barkley is frustrated and angry, and really the only option behind them uh, is, is they're not very reliable. So the options behind him are all Cs. Saquon Barkley is an A if he's not angry at you. So you combine those, and I get a, a B for the New York Giants. The Washington Commanders. I'm also giving a B. I think you've got a lot of good potential there, a lot of good proven ability. I think Brian Robinson Jr. and Antonio Gibson have shown what they can do. And then you've got really good potential, and Chris Rodriguez behind them. So I'm giving them a B. They have the potential to be an A by the end of the season. So we'll see how that develops. Wide receivers, Eagles get an A. Suspect depth, right? The depth is a little suspect, but the top is too heavy to ignore. So I'm giving them an A. The Cowboys get a B. Behind CD Lamb is a solid number one. There's not a whole lot there that I'm really believing in. Uh, including Brandon Cooks. The Giants get a C. They have no number one receiver. They have no number two receiver on most teams. So it's a big ball of unknown. Honestly, you probably give them a D and get away with it. But I'm going C, thinking there's some potential here that maybe we just haven't seen yet. Commanders, I'm giving you an A. Terry McLaurin's one of the best in the league uh, who could be unlocked even further with Eric Bieniemy and Jahan Dotson's potential ceiling could even be higher than Terry McLaurin's when, it all, when it's all said and done. So I'm giving this group an A. And that's kind of where the lack of the A plus, A minus comes in. These are all solid grades. 
Philly will probably get a solid A. Washington will probably get an A minus because there is a little bit based on potential. Uh, but either way, they both come away with A's. Tight ends, the Eagles got a B because Dallas, Dallas Goddard is good. But with two team tight two tight end sets becoming more and more prevalent in the NFL today, uh, I don't have a lot of faith in Jack Stoll right behind him, who's got two years, 15 catches, 145 yards. So uh, Dallas Goddard's probably an A by himself, but the group gets a B. Dallas Cowboys, you get a C. You let Dalton Schultz walk away. Look, I like tight end Jake Ferguson coming out of Wisconsin last year, but he's had 19 catches in his career. He's far from proven. The entire room is unproven. You get a C. The Giants have an A. It's Darren Waller. Uh, that's Josh McDaniels' fault in Vegas, not Darren's. Darren Waller is an A uh, grade tight end. Commanders get a B. Teetering on a C here, to be quite honest with you, because we don't know what to expect from Logan Thomas. We don't know what to expect from John Bates uh, as a receiver, and we don't know what to expect from Cole Turner because we never really got to see him in the regular season. But I've seen enough personally I feel confident in pushing this up to uh, B. If Logan Thomas misses week one, then I think I would probably have to rewrite that as a C. So that's a B for me. Eagles offensive lines getting an A. Uh, the only difference between this and their Super Bowl unit is Cam Jurgens, a returning three pole, pro bowlers. You got to go A there. The Cowboys get an A. They've got five returning players. Two of them are pro bowlers. Even though Terrence Steele had, or uh, not Terrence Steele, but Tyron Smith had his worst season of the of, the, of his career last year. That's a one-off right now. So I'm going with an A for the Cowboys. The Giants have a C. Left tackle Andrew Thomas had the best season of his career in 2022, uh, but left guard is a major suspect spot. We got a rookie center. Right guard Mark Lewinsky is 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 coming off of a 65 graded year by PFF uh, and a second round, a second year first round pick at right tackle. The Commanders they get a C. You guys already know this unit is so far completely unproven. We've seen some potential. I like what I see potential uh, for for a B grade by the end of the season, but right now they're getting a C, which is our offensive GPAs. The Eagles come out on top with a 3.6. The Cowboys, Giants, and Commanders, as far as I see it right now, all tied at 2.8. But what about the defense and the special teams? That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So a draft prep underway for the upcoming season. Let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. If you're looking for a player to take in fantasy football drafts, who will spark his new team's offense and also help speed you to victory, then use a luxury pick on Giants tight end Darren Waller. The former Raider is already riding in style with Daniel Jones locked into him all throughout training camp and the preseason. The connection is strong enough already to believe Waller will go back to being a reliable cog at his position. Grab him after the few top few tight ends are off the board. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is all about each player being a perfect fit. Same goes with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shock struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guarantee Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay's Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guarantee fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Wrapping up today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Appreciate all the everydayers coming through like you do. And we're grading the NFC East teams, uh, team rosters, and stacking them up against each other. We just got done with the offense. Uh, Eagles got a 3.6 overall GPA for their offense. Cowboys, Giants, and Commanders all came away with 2.8. So high Cs, right? Not quite Bs, but high Cs for every offense. Uh, Commanders specifically, a lot of question marks in the offensive line and the quarterback. I have a lot of faith in the quarterback, but... We're grading on what we have, not what we think. And uh, so far, Sam Howell has played one regular season game. So we have to go with the C there just, you know, until we see more. And we will certainly see more coming up uh, starting week one with the Arizona Cardinals. But let's flip over now to the defense, uh, starting with the interior defensive line. So when when it came to the defensive front, I went interior defensive line. Then I went edges, not the interior, not the entire defensive front. I felt like those, that was the fairest way to do it. So that's how I did it. Uh, Eagles, I gave their interior defensive line a B. They've got two returning players from their unit a year ago, Jordan Davis and Milton Williams, both of who great, both of who, both of which graded above 70 by PFF, uh, adding first round pick Jalen Carter lost their leader in Javon Hargrave, uh, only four sacks returning from last season's interior defensive line. So they get a B there, uh, cause certainly some proven talent coming back and some young, uh, fresh potential. But again, Jalen Carter is an unproven, uh, I'm not grading off what I think I'm grading off of what we know. And right now. We don't know anything about Jan Carter. So he himself is a C mixed in with the rest of them. Okay. Cowboys interior defensive line gets a C. They've got no proven top shelf players or even above average players. Uh, first round rookie Mazzy Smith could become one, but again, he's an unproven. So the entire group gets a C. The Giants get an A. Sexy Dexter Lawrence, sexy Dexy Dexter Lawrence, uh, one of the better interior defensive linemen in the NFL. So he's uh, him alone, honestly, is going to give the New York Giants an A for that group. The Commanders also. Getting an A again. If we had an A plus, A minus system here, maybe a little bit more, but they get an A. Deron Payne, John Allen, arguably the best interior defensive line duo in the National Football League, and the Cinco package uh, is is legit uh, from the from the interior defensive line standpoint. Even without Fidari Mathis in there, if it's John Ridgeway or whoever, uh, that Cinco package is going to cause a lot of problems this year. So flipping over to the edge group now, the Eagles get an A for their edge group. Uh, they're so stacked that former first round draft pick Derek Barnett wants a trade because he knows he's not going to play that much. Granted, he's been a little bit of a disappointment, but just kind of gives you an example of how stacked that group is. The Cowboys also get an A. Michael Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, there's not a lot you can argue there. Uh, getting getting an A for the Dallas Cowboys edge group. Giants get a B. Uh, certainly potential there, but Kayvon Thibodeau has come up with more than a handful of snack, uh, sacks to get that edge group up to an A. The commanders also get a B. Montez Sweat needs to, to finish more. Chase Young needs to prove that he's healthy again and get back to rookie form or better than rookie form this season for that group to become an A. But right now I'm giving them a B, uh, potentially a little bit high for some people, depending on how you feel about Chase Young, to be quite honest with you. Linebacker groups, Eagles get a C, largely unproven. Their best linebackers left for Chicago and Arizona, I think. Uh, the Cowboys get a C, nothing to write home about on their, on their linebacker group. Uh, the Giants get a C. They've got a bunch of new starters. Isaiah Simmons is new. Maybe he's getting reborn. Maybe he's not. And the Commanders get a C. Jamin Davis is here. Isn't he going to take that next step forward? Uh, and then Cody Barton is a relative unknown. So C's across the board. Linebacker, not the strength of the NFC East division. Cornerbacks, Eagles get a B. Good group there, but not great. Cowboys get a B. They're kind of a feast or famine group. Uh, either give up a lot of plays or they come up with a lot of plays. The Giants get a C. They got two new starters outside a solid nickel and Dory Jackson, but two out of the three new corners, you're getting a C. The commander's going to be, uh, there are a few interceptions away from being an A as far as I'm concerned. Kendall Fuller, uh, Benjamin St. Juice, Danny Johnson's a solid veteran depth piece. So I give you a B uh, maybe. And if, if Emmanuel Forbes can bring those interceptions, then certainly this group could be an A by the end of the season. Safeties, Eagles get a C, several new pieces, including Terrell Edmonds and Sidney Brown. 
B potential, absolutely, but I have to stay true to the grading uh, uh, rubric or whatever. And unknowns, unproven's, you get C's. So the Eagles get a C there. Uh, could, could certainly see that group being a B by the end of the season. The Cowboys get a B. None of their safeties graded above 75, but they did have six interceptions from the safety position alone. So I'll go ahead and give them the benefit of the doubt for production. Get a B. The Giants get a D. They're only returning safeties all graded below 62 last year. You're getting a D there. The only D on this report card. Commander's got a B. Another year from, from Derek Forrest that's really solid like it was last year. A healthier 2023 from Cam Curl. And this group could be an A. All right, so defensive GPAs. The Eagles got a 2.6. Cowboys got a 2.8. Giants got a 2.4. And the Commanders got a 3. A solid B overall unit GPA. So I've got Commanders defense followed by Cowboys defense, Eagles, and Giants. Again, a lot of unprovens in some of these units. So those grades could certainly change uh, as we go through the year. Wrapping it up with special teams, kickers. I'm giving the Eagles a B. The Cowboys and Giants both get A's. The Commanders also get B's. I essentially went off of made field goal percentages from a year ago. Uh, punters. Eagles get a C. They've got a new punter who has less or who had less than or fewer than 30 punts inside the 20, only one touchback. So that kind of brings it up. But, you know, not pinning opponents deep is, is a problem. Cowboys get a C for relatively the same things. Giants get a C as well. Commanders get an A, man. Trust way. I mean, 41 punts inside the 20 and five only five touchbacks. Uh, lowest return per punt average as well. I mean, you know, he's not doing it all by himself. Jeremy Reeves is certainly out there helping out, but commander's punters getting an A. Uh, that's going to come back to be pretty significant here, guys. Punt returners, uh, we're getting C's across the board. The Eagles have a new punt returner. Cowboys punt returner, Kevante Turpin. Certainly exciting, 10.4 yards per return. We also muffed three punts last year. Giants have a new punt returner. And commander's punt return, Dax Milne, 7.8 yards per return last year. One muff punt. So solid on the returns. Uh, solid on securing the ball. Not so great. Uh, explosives. He knows that. We know that. Everybody knows that. Kick returners. The Eagles get a B uh, from Boston Scott, who's returning the ball 27.1 yards per return. Anything over 25, you're going to get a B. No touchdown, so you don't get an A. Uh, Cowboys get a C, 24.1 yard per uh, punt return or per return average. Giants get a C for 21.3 yards per turn, per return average. Commanders also get a C, 23.1 yards per return. Uh, no touchdowns from the Cowboys, Giants, or Commanders, or Eagles, actually. So special teams, GPAs, uh, the Commanders lead the bunch, 2.75. Again, Trust Way helping out a lot. Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, all tied for 2.5 special teams GPAs. And that gives our final GPAs in order from the worst to the best. Lowest GPA, Giants, 2.56. Next lowest, Dallas Cowboys, 2.7. Washington Commanders, 2.85. Eagles, 2.9. So, apparently... According to my grades, I think the commanders are pretty darn close to competing for an NFC East division title. I think the Cowboys are coming down. I think the Giants are coming down. Of course, I've been saying all offseason, every day, that the Cowboys and Giants are going to take a step back and that the Eagles might even take a step back with all that turnover. And all that turnover is really where this comes in because all that turnover, I told you guys, they're all C's, right? The commanders have probably as little turnover as, as many of these teams, but you got you know quarterback, offensive line, linebackers. So there's three C's right off the bat. Uh, but you know, the Eagles have a good amount of turnover. The Cowboys have some weak areas. The Giants have some weak areas. So, Hey man, look, I told you guys, I know some people are going to call me a homer on this and that's fine. Uh, I didn't grow up a Washington fan. You can call me whatever you want, but that's the way I see it. Believe it or not, like it or love it, take it or leave it. We will continue to update grades as we go through the season, maybe every quarter, maybe mid mid season. We'll do another grade episode. I'm not sure. I don't have that completely planned out yet, but we will look at these upgraded or updated grades as we get through the season. So make sure you come back for that and come back tomorrow. I'm going to try to fire up this 
uh, there's Locked On Commanders mailbag again. So if you got questions, drop them in the YouTube comments. Hit me on Twitter at dharris82. Or if you're a Locked On Commanders insider, just text me. If you want to become a Locked On Commanders insider, simply head over to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. We've got a bunch of insider type stuff, notes from practice, live uh, texting from press conferences, and then uh, extra data, fields, film studies, all kinds of cool stuff, guys, coming down the pipe. Uh, and of course, I'm always taking suggestions. So if you want something more from it, by all means, let me know. In the meantime, thanks for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day at every day. Thank you for coming through and supporting the show consistently like you do. Thanks for making me a part of your routine. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.